Man, we're back. We've been gone for a while. A long time. Uh, how how I know we did all those mini sets. How much are you posting those? Um, well, I, I was paying attention. <laughs> I was posting them once every two weeks, and then I ran out of episodes. And also, I didn't have a computer in Australia, so I forgot. And then I only posted the last one like last week. So we went about a month with nothing. Sorry, mom. Yeah, sorry to our now three patrons. What? Who's the third one? Uh, Paul Ryberg, the guy who does our theme song, just joined as a patron. Thanks, Paul. You should not be giving us money. I I told Janine I didn't remember the intro and that I didn't want her to tell me it, so I'm just going to do it, and it's going to be wrong. Good luck. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Going to Hate. I'm Kate. And I'm Janine. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst and mostly best fuck bad. Okay, we did it. I mostly did it. Hey, this is great. We survived Y2K. I can't wait for the pop culture headed my way. It's the very worst. I'm just saying Paris Hilton deserves better. Also the best. Shrek won an Oscar. Pop culture of the 2000s. It's Guess What You're Gonna Hate with Janine and Kate. Anyway, we're here to talk about the movie 500 Days of Summer, and that's when you get to cue the 20 seconds of the Hall & Oates song that we can use. Uh, yeah. Which one, though? It's Dreams. in the movie. No, yeah. it's... Yeah, yeah. The, well, 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 you... I would much prefer oh, to yeah. just include you singing the Hall & Oates song. Make my dreams come true. That's a movie. That's a movie we both saw. I think multiple times. I have not seen it in a while, but I still own it on DVD, and I had the poster hanging up in my room for a while because I really, really liked, I really still like, and did like uh, Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I see Zoe Deschanel in anything, I think of you. And when I was thinking of what would be a good movie to discuss in our uh, Don't Call It a Comeback episode... Bram, bram, uh, bram, bram. <laughs> I just this one just popped into my head. It was one of those movies that I think it came out in 2009. So it kind of like sums up the 2000s like cinematic experience, I think, because it started, I think, development in 2006. So it's got a lot of 2000s in there while still being an enjoyable movie. And also when I was like, hey, you want to talk about this? You're like, hell yeah. Good movie. It's very easy for me to talk about this movie that used to be my favorite movie and it's you know i know we often shy away from good movies because we don't think they're as good to talk about but i think 500 days of summer has like a pretty good impact at least in our friendship also i'm sorry have you watched that like it's been a few years since i watched it but have you watched that movie like even sort of recently i just rewatched it today it's okay well then I guess this doesn't count, but, like, it's not as good as you remember. <laughs> it really is not as good as I remember. I was watching it, and the whole time I was like, okay, like, this is a little bit more, I don't know, some of the, like, the narration was a little bit more sexist than I remembered, like, yeah. but also I feel like that's just because it harkens back to, like, a pretty sexist history of rom-coms anyway, so. Oh, yeah, and then, like, you, you're watching, I remember when I first saw it, I thought, you know, Tom was so dreamy and he's so great. And then I, I watched it again, like, a few years ago, and I was like, Tom kind of sucks. Yeah. He's just cute. He's literally just cute. 
And then, like, random cameo by Chloe Moretz. Yeah. <laughs> and Matthew Gray Goobler. And I love him. Yvette Nicole Brown. I was like, oh, she's so young in this. And Zoe Deschanel is pretty young in this, too. She's 29. Everyone's very young in this. It's almost like it was 10 years ago. Oh, my God. What? And I'm thinking, oh, my God, Zoe Deschanel's almost 40. I know, right? Googling. 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 <laughs> Dang. She'll be 40 next year. I know. I know. What a... That feels weird. Why does that feel weird? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've always, like I said, Zoe Deschanel always reminds me of you. So maybe it feels weird because, like, she kind of, like, impacted your identity a bit. I just had bangs for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, the real reason that she reminds me of you is because I think she was your icon for a long time. I did really like her for a long time. Yeah. I don't really have... That's just like a very teenage thing to do, to just really tie yourself to an actress and just go all the way. That's pretty much the whole reason that Hollywood stars remain popular, right? Like teenagers idolize them? I don't know. Like everyone who seems really into Brad Pitt these days is old, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Brad Pitt is old. You've seen him in that new movie? I mean, no. Why would I go see a, a Quentin Tarantino movie in theaters? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet either because it came out like when I was returning home and all that stuff. Anyway, 500 Days of Summer, you're right. Not as good as I remembered it. And honestly, I didn't really remember that much from it. The main things I remembered from it were Tom breaking plates. You don't even remember that from the movie. You just remember that from a gif. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the penis game. See, the, I, that's the one I don't really remember so much. I always remember them seeing karaoke and I remember them uh, messing around in Ikea. And, uh, of course, the, the musical scene. Oh, yeah. Just because it's good. It's a good scene. <laughs> it is good. So for those who haven't seen the movie, do you want to give your best short summary of it? So this guy meets this girl, falls kind of like butt over heels in love with her. And, uh, and then she's like, I don't really want a boyfriend. And he just like does not believe her. And now I'm realizing that I definitely did that to my boyfriend. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I started dating him. He said he didn't want to be in a relationship. And then I bullied him into being in a relationship with me. And now we are moving into <laughs> Hey, uh, you know what? This movie is supposed to be like, don't do that. But then real life is like, maybe do that. And then he learns no lessons because he meets another girl at the end, played by Minka Kelly, who I just saw in a very funny episode of um, Drunk History. And her name is Autumn. Which is like the biggest eye roll ever. So fucking stupid. Is he gonna is he gonna date a girl named Winter and then marry a woman named Spring? I hope he. Oh my god, I want to see that movie. <laughs> It'll probably be April. Her name will probably be April. Nope, that's not that's not the the naming scheme that we have here. <laughs> What's what are the what three months are technically spring? April, May, June. Uh, March, April, May. No, it's March, April, May. So her yeah. so her name is March, April, May, or maybe <laughs> or maybe her ma name is April, May, but like her last name is March, so like comma March, comma April, May. We're getting to the second gen five hundred days of summer reboot. I'm sure the guy who directed it can redact this. He hasn't done much except for, uh, I mean, he's done a lot. He he directed those two Spider Man movies with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Mark Webb, and then uh, a couple other movies. But what's he been doing since then? Just more music videos. He's done so many music videos. Well, he does a lot of music videos, and he's the executive producer on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I was actually pretty surprised about that. I mean, I really like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He doesn't really do a lot of directing anymore. Um, he is doing... Are they making a Your Name? He directed the music video for My Chemical Romance's I'm Not Okay, I'm Promise. 
We have 100% gone through his his music video discography on... But I just found out he's making a live-action remake of the 2016 anime film Your Name, which is a really good film, but I do not want to see a live-action remake. In May 2019, it was announced that Webb was in talks to direct a live-action adaptation of Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I don't want to see a live-action Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. You know why? I'm sorry. This is going to sound really shitty. Those... How do you make them live act the dwarfs live action without making them creepy? Yeah, I mean, like they're literally just embodiments of one emotion. That's gonna be weird. I guess I don't understand. Like, do you just make them like super CGI and scary, like um, like Lion King, or do you cast little people and just make me feel really like uncomfortable? You know what? I, I bet they'll do. They'll probably do like CGI, um, kind of like they did with Dobby and Harry Potter. Oh God! Or like you know how in um oh my idea was worse. You know how in um uh in the Social Network they just got a guy who was the same height as Army Hammer to play his twin, and they just like photoshopped his face onto their body. <laughs> what if they just got like little people or like children and just put like weird like Dobby faces on them? Oh no, that's bad. That's bad. They'll probably have really weird makeup and stuff. Or you know what? They'll just get the guy who played all of the Oompa Loompas. And the new, <laughs> he'll just be every, he'll just be all of them. Yeah, I'm, I just don't want live action remakes of anything. I don't think I've ever watched a cartoon and been like, yeah, I really don't want the color or, you know, artistic style or the free little happy animation that I'm getting here. I want to see it with real people who are ugly and weird. Now I'm like trying to think about. We're we're off topic from Five Hundred Days of Summer, but like, what, uh, what, what were we gonna say besides Tom kind of sucked, but at least he was cute, um, <laughs> and the guy who and that like his other friend in the movie is like the person who was with Christina Hendricks for a super long time, and everyone was like him. Anyway, um, <laughs> him, <laughs> her egg bland. Uh, I guess the thing that I'm confused about, like, and I'm just thinking, what I'm what I feel like they've already done all the all the Disney movies that could do, like, a live action, like, successfully, they've already done them, because there's only two. It's Beauty and the Beast and and Cinderella. Yeah. Those are really the only ones that I could see. Now I just gotta look up Disney movies. Great. We're off topic 100%. 100% off. Uh, Disney owns everything now. They can just start live action remaking. You know what? They own Fox. They do now? Yeah, so can't they remake Anastasia? Wasn't that Fox? Yeah, it was. That, you know, that, would, that would be pretty good if they take out the weird bat. <laughs> Um, I guess they kind of... And then I kick him, sir. <laughs> they kind of did a, a Sleeping Beauty live action when they did Maleficent, which was good. Yeah. I can't believe they did Lady and the Tramp. That's... Not... It's not going to be good. You know it's not going to be good because it's coming out on their, like, streaming service. Yeah. I guess I will be honest. I am a little bit excited just to see at least the trailer for that Emma Stone, Cruella DeVille movie. I don't feel like she fits the part because she's way too young, but I am interested in it. <laughs> I did like the 101 Dalmatians live action remake in the 2000s. I really enjoyed those. Like the Glenn, the Glenn Close one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was because that was before they decided CGI. They just... Ugh, great. Um, Regular old puppies. Didn't they do a Dumbo remake? That's so weird. Yeah, that's weird. Can they just remake Squat Sky High? <laughs> they were going to make new movies, remember? They wanted to make a whole series. Oh right, it didn't. We do dove well. into anyway. that. No, no, you dove into that. You did that. You did that episode without me. Streaming is the modern day equivalent of straight to home video. 
It's yeah. It's just like it's it's really bizarre that we've gotten to this point. By the way, I watched a movie yesterday on Vudu, which is Walmart's streaming service, and it, I kept getting this aggressive ad. I didn't know Walmart owned that. Anyway, I only know because it wanted me to log in with my Walmart account, which I do not have. <laughs> <laughs> they had these ads for their own like Vudu original series, which was a Mr. Mom series. <laughs> And Daryl turned and looked at me. He's like, we're still in 2019 in an era where it's acceptable to be Mr. Mom and not just a stay-at-home dad. And I'm like, yeah, like, we're still in that environment. I'm looking at the list of Walt Disney Pictures films, and um, there's just a section where it just says, like, upcoming movies, which is, you know, fine. And it has, like, but it's, like, Onward, Milan, Artemis Fowl, Soul. It's just, like, a bunch of them. And then eventually it gets to a point where it has dates, but it just says untitled Disney live-action film, untitled Pixar animated film, untitled Disney live-action film. <laughs> They're making too many movies. I think I think there's just too many movies now. Yeah, like, how am I supposed to watch every movie that's ever existed if there's too many? 500 days of movies. No, it's too many days. <laughs> that won't fit into a year. Oh, yeah, so in this movie... The 500 days is like used as a framing device, but it's not told in order, which is fine because it's, but it's like. Oh, you know what else I remember from this movie? That what? like very great, like expectations versus reality section. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's that one, a, that one fucking like influenced shit. Also, I noticed this film was shot on film. It was shot on 35 and on 16, which is pretty cool for 2009. That's like. Nerd. People pretty much moved away to digital by like 2001. Like. They were using it for most things. So 2009 was still like a holdout for using film. And uh, yeah, the expectations versus reality scene is really good because not only does it like really start to make you realize that um, Tom does not know anything about Summer, really. It You could just stop that with like Tom does not know anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It also just really shows like a side by side, you know, his ideal fantasy versus the reality like that summer is her own person and that her life does not revolve around him when he hasn't even been involved in her life for like i think a hundred days at that point like a while yeah i love that like though that is a very fast engagement but like yeah yeah it's like her fucking engagement party i think it, i do think it's very funny that he like that she invites him without telling him what the party is that's pretty brutal like that's that's a little metal yeah i mean at the beginning of the film he's the reason uh, we all remember him breaking dishes also. Not just the gift, but also it's like the first time we see him. He's breaking dishes. And like this girl comes on her bike to come like talk him through his breakdown. And it's his little sister played by... It's a child. Yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. And it's also just like, yeah, dude, you must not be a very functional human being adult if... Uh, you need a, like, what, 10-year-old to come talk you out of your meltdown? She's, like, 13, probably. Maybe, like, 12. Let's just yeah. meet in the middle. But uh, my other thing is, he, they, they live in, like, kind of a metropolin place, right? Yeah. Like, metropolitan, like, like area. How, how far does she live that she can just ride, his, ride her bike to him? On an empty street, by the way, which doesn't really seem like that happens in L.A., to be honest. I, I figured it out. She hopped on the freeway. <laughs> Just this little 12-year-old on a bike on the freeway. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. That's But, like, also, she is... He's kind of a fuck He up. is, but she also is pretty wise beyond her years, because in, like, the last scene, one of the last scenes with her... No, it is the last scene with her. She just tells him, like, you know, 
she wasn't your soulmate. She wasn't the one for you. It's like, yes, yeah, she's not your soulmate just because she likes the same bizarre shit you like. Yeah, that's a, she says that in the movie, too. But at this part, she says, just look back and really think about your memories with her and not just the good parts. And then it goes through another flashback and he, like, notices little things like she didn't listen to his mixtape or, you know, which is, like, really eye-rolly. Or things like she pulled away when he reached for her hand, things like that. But also... One of the first times that um, they hang out, they're, like, laying in the bed together, and she's, like, telling him these deeply personal things. And instead of him listening to her, he's just thinking, like, oh, yeah, it's really cool that she's trusting me to hear all these things that she's never told anyone before. You know, she's not. he's not paying attention to what she's saying. He's paying attention to the idea that she would say those things to, to him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All this to say, it does. if you really watch it, instead of just like how I did the first time when I was just idolizing the fact that it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, the movie does tell you, like, this guy is just thinking about himself and totally making this woman into, like, a flat personality instead of really, like, trying to see her as a more rounded human being beyond just they share the same interests and she's really pretty. She is really pretty. You're right. She is gorgeous. But yeah, no, that's just the whole thing is... Like, it's so funny because people, like, it's mostly teens, like, watching the movie now, tweeting at, like, Joseph Gordon-Levin going, Summer was a bitch. And he always just tweets back and he's like, no, Tom was a dumbass. And that's really where we can leave this, is that (laughs) Tom was a dumbass, men are trash, and 500 Days of of Summer is still a decent movie, just not as good as you remember it. Yeah. It had some, like, pretty cute camera work, like, with the expectations versus reality and the narration they do. Like, do you remember the part, because I know you haven't seen it in a while, but the part where they do, like, the summer effect? No. Well, it's like, when they're introducing summer, they're saying, you know, she's average height, average weight, slightly above average shoe size, but she has this um, effect on people and on the markets. Like, when she worked in the ice cream shop, sales went up 171%. <laughs> oh, when yeah. she When she goes in the subway, uh, double takes go up by 20%, like, stuff like that. And it was pretty cute, like, to... But also, while I was watching, I was like, this is a little sexist, but okay. <laughs> oh, it's very, it's very, very, like, uh, um, objectifying. Yeah. But I think that's the point of the movie, is that she's not seen as a person by anybody. She's just an yeah. object. Yeah, that is the point. But, like, she, but at the end, she's like, no, I'm a person, and nobody ever realizes that. And yeah. that's how this guy who I'm engaged to now makes me feel like I'm a person. Yeah. Like, she just woke up and realized, like, I'm feeling things I've never felt with anybody before, because nobody's really taken the time to know me. Which is, you know, and I think uh, also the importance of looking back, like that last scene where he looks back on the memories and sees things that he didn't notice before, is also like Summer isn't perfect by any means. She's just been turned into a perfect image by these people. Especially by him, like, not really paying attention to her. Yeah. Like I said, Tom sucks. Men are trash. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Summer is okay. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. Definitely okay. I think I would have enjoyed it more had the girl at the end not been named Autumn. Because not only is it... It ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> it ruined it for you. <laughs> yeah. He goes... He Like, he's waiting for an interview at... Because he decided to go back to his previous passion of being an architect. Because he was working at a greeting card company. Which is, like, also, like, creative work. And he needs to go fuck himself. Yeah. I mean, he could have found fulfillment in that job. It's better than, like, being a... I don't know. A accountant or something sorry to all the accountants who might listen but your job is boring 
So <laughs> you went to school for math. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. He could have figured that out. He could have had some whatever. Fun. He's got, but I can't even believe he got a he got a um an interview considering how competitive that industry is and how he has not been working in it for a while. But whatever. Maybe. Yeah. He basically is just like now I'm gonna go back into architecture and starts doing interviews and, and I'm a white man. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because like he's sitting there in the lobby waiting to be called back for the interview and this other woman sitting there. And she asked him, are you interviewing for this position? He goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, well, I hope you don't get the job. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, okay, I get it. It's cute. But also, considering that you're a maybe average white dude, you're probably going to get it over her. The only thing I – and now I'm thinking about it, like, as a person. I'm like, why why were um, why were they both waiting there at the same time? Why – was it like a hospital waiting room? Shouldn't they? <laughs> shouldn't he have been scheduled for like two, and she was scheduled for like three? It's stupid. The movie makes no sense. B minus. <laughs> <laughs> B minus. Only it would have been lower had the main people not been so hot. They're very hot. Anyway, um, my burrito like, is here, and I want to eat that. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Her burrito is here, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get back to my final point, which is not only does she introduce herself and say, my name's Autumn, he looks into the camera like he's Jim from the office, and the counter goes back to one. See, uh, I'm... I'm not even gonna be sorry about bringing the burrito thing up, because it put a, like, a righteous fury into your voice that was way funnier. (laughs) Okay, but, like... I guess a 25-minute episode's not the worst thing we've ever done. No, I'm just saying, like, wait, most of our episodes have been, like, four minutes lately. That's true, that's true. Don't act like, don't act like this isn't very long after a fucking year away. Yeah, you all should be (laughs) grateful for the trash that we've put on the curb this Wednesday. Uh, Also, because it's Tuesday now, and it's better that it's short, because that means I can edit it within a few, like, hour or something like that. Listen to all this content. You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank you. And also, I'm sorry that last week's content, um, I laugh at all of your jokes too early because I messed up the timing and uh, everyone has to live with it because I'm not editing it it's again. It's fine. Um, I accidentally packed my microphone and I'm speaking into a headset that I borrowed from work. So no one's It good. takes a little easing in, you know, like we're going with like the easiest movie we could have picked out. I didn't make you watch something bad. You didn't make me watch something bad, just... even though I really wanted to watch Kangaroo Jack with you. We can do that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Let's keep it keep her to her word. We will do it some other some time. Some other time is also like indefinite and also maybe never. So, okay. Also maybe never. Also okay. Maybe never. Well, thank you so much to our patrons. We have Kate's lovely mother. Kate's mom. Hello. She means Kate's mom. Husband. I almost said wife. Sorry, Daryl. And also <laughs> Paul Ryberg, a third person who is not related to either of us. And who also made our amazing theme song. So, like, is, Paul Ryberg. Why is he giving us money? We should be giving him All money. around stand-up human being. He should get all the profits that we don't make from our podcast. <laughs> Since we actually watched a movie for once, I finally took notes. So those will be added as a patron exclusive. So if you sign up as a patron tier, I think it's the $5 tier. Might be the $10 tier. One of the tiers will get you access to my notes, which is basically just me complaining about the movie the whole time. If you Also, if you cry, that's another tier that can get you no notes because that's not how we work. But that was a joke I made. Anyway, we're on a... That was a we're on, 500 days of bad jokes. But, um, anyway, we're on Facebook. 
uh, and a group. Guess what you're going to hate? You can find us online, hatepodcast.com, I think. Yes. Our Twitter is hatepodcast, I think. Um, yes. It's been you're doing really great at this. Thanks. I want to eat that burrito. Okay. Well, it's going to let Kate eat her burrito. Uh, wait a minute. What's on your burrito? Also, what's a good crime from 500 Days of Summer? Pork burrito with rice and beans Sounds and good. Um, cheese and uh, I'd say just go into an Ikea and start breaking plates. Yeah. Uh, also, could it be a crime to yell penis really loud in a public place? Maybe like a school? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's definitely a crime that would happen from this movie. All right, everybody. Enjoy your burritos. I don't know life. what I'm doing the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.